Are you dreaming of visiting Switzerland? Planning a trip to Switzerland is very exciting, but it can also be overwhelming. How do you choose which of the many scenic cities, towns and villages to visit? Which mountaintop excursions should you take? And what's the best way to get around Switzerland? And of course, how much of the country can you realistically see within your time frame? If you've asked yourself any of these questions, this is the podcast for you. This is the Holidays to Switzerland travel podcast, and in each episode, your host Carolyn Schonefinger chats with Swiss travel experts to answer your most commonly asked questions, provide practical tips, and take you on a virtual visit to the most popular destinations, and of course, some hidden gems to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland. And you'll hear plenty of conversations about Swiss cheese and chocolate too. Are you ready to plan your trip to Switzerland? Well, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I've just spent five fabulous weeks exploring Switzerland, from east to west and south to north. And what a fantastic trip it was. My husband and I had a great trip, but it wasn't only a holiday. There was plenty of research and trying out new experiences so that I can share them with you too. See what I put myself through on your behalf? (laughs) But seriously, it was a great trip and I discovered so many more places in Switzerland that I've fallen in love with and I can't wait to tell you all about them. I also had the opportunity to meet some of the lovely guests who have been on the podcast and to try out their products and services myself. It was wonderful to get to know these ambassadors for Switzerland and to get a first-hand appreciation of their hotels, tours, rail passes and more. In this episode, rather than having a special guest on, I thought I'd share with you an overview of my itinerary and some of the many new things I learned along the way. Hopefully, this will help you to plan your own dream trip to Switzerland. Before we get started, I'd like to say a huge thank you to Switzerland Tourism, sponsors of the podcast. Take a look at their website, myswitzerland.com, for loads of info and inspiration for planning your Swiss vacation. There are an endless number of scenic places that will capture your heart in this beautiful country. So if you need the perfect shot, you need Switzerland. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about my trip. You may not be able to spend five weeks in Switzerland, but perhaps you can take the bits that appeal to you from my itinerary and include them in your own. We started our visit to Switzerland in Appenzell, which is in the east of the country. It's a really rural area with beautiful rolling green hills, lots of cows, yep, plenty of cowbells, and it's very traditional. We stayed here for six nights And it was a great base for exploring other parts of eastern Switzerland, such as St. Gallen, Schaffhausen, the Rhine Falls. Now, we had a car while we were here, and and you might ask why, because I am a big advocate for the Swiss Travel Pass, which we did use later on in the trip. But we had a car in this part of Switzerland because our trip actually started with a week in northern Italy where we stayed with family of, of my husband. So We'd flown into Milan, we picked up a rental car and we drove up to northern Italy near the Dolomites where we stayed for a week and then we continued our trip on um, into Appenzeller land. We actually did stay quite rurally here. Uh, We didn't stay in one of the towns. We stayed in a little cottage on a farm. Uh, So it was very rural and whilst there, there is good public transport in Appenzeller land, 
it was even a bit too rural where we stayed um, to make use of that. The nearest bus was about uh, 1.5 kilometres away. So it was great to have a car here. And as I said, we used this part of the country, this part of the trip for exploring lots of other places around eastern Switzerland. From here, we drove to uh, Fitznau uh, and left our car in a garage overnight while we took the cogwheel train up to Mount Riggi. And this was yeah a fantastic experience. I've wanted to go to Mount Riggi for a very long time. And so it was great to finally get there. And rather than just do a day excursion, we decided to stay the night and um, just really in, enjoy and, and appreciate the surroundings. The views are just incredible. Um, you can see so many lakes, so many mountains. Uh, it was a fantastic excursion. And there's a thermal spa at Riggy Coltbud, which is um, not actually at the summit. It's one of the intermediate stations. There's actually a little village there and the thermal spa was was wonderful. From Mount Riggi after our night there we drove south to Lugano in the Italian speaking canton of Ticino. We arrived in the afternoon and had a bit of a look around. The next day then we returned our hire car to Como in Italy uh, and then took the train back to Lugano which was only about 45 minutes. So from here on in, we were totally reliant on public transport. Some of the great things that we did in Lugano included uh, visiting the old town, which is just beautiful. We did a lake cruise um, and had a dinner at a traditional Ticinese grotti, which was fantastic. And the sunset views over the lake were, were amazing. We took the funicular to Monte Bray. Um, again, incredible views from, from the mountain and quite different to Mount Riggi. It's, um, I guess you could say it's a bit more fjord-like uh, Lake Lugano. Uh, the mountains are very close to the lake and uh, the views, yeah, amazing. We also did a cruise to Morcotti, which uh, in 2016 won the title of the uh, most beautiful village in Switzerland and it really is well worth a visit. From Lugano, uh, we were heading um, towards Zermatt, or to Zermatt actually. So we um, we hopped on board the train, we, we went to Andermatt, and then we changed there to the Glacier Express from Andermatt to Zermatt. So that was a, a wonderful experience to have. In Zermatt, uh, we just stayed the two nights, so we really only had one full day there. We visited Zermatt previously. Um, so it's a yeah. It, it was a short stay, but it was it was great to be able to return. Uh, we were fortunate that we were able to see the Matterhorn without cloud on on the first night, and then yeah, there there weren't too many clouds around it. Uh, it was very hot when we were in Zermatt, so the yeah, it, it was just fantastic. We went um, up to the Gornagrat uh, on the cogwheel train there. And one of the things that I'd been really keen to do was to meet the black nose sheep. We had Garby from Gornagrat on episode 51 recently, and she mentioned the meet the sheep experience then you, that you can do, and uh, this was great. We we actually walked from Gornagrat uh, via the Riffelsee Lake to Rottenborden, and because it was so hot, the sheep were being 
well, they were, you know, being kept with their shepherdess uh, in a shady area under the cable car station. And it was, yeah, fantastic just to, to meet them, pat them. They're so friendly and they're just adorable. From Zermatt, we moved over to the French-speaking side of Switzerland and along the Montreux Riviera. But we didn't stay in Montreux itself. We decided to stay in a little village called Chebre. And this is right in the middle of the Laveau vineyards. You might have seen photos of the vineyards, their uh, UNESCO World Heritage Site. The vineyards are, are terraced on the side of a hill which runs down in, into Lake Geneva. So it's a beautiful setting. Uh, it's only 10 minutes from Veve, uh, Chebre, and about 30 minutes from Montreux by train. And even though we were staying, as I said, right in the middle of the vineyards, the public transport was just fantastic. So we had no trouble getting to and from anywhere that we wanted to go. The first night we were there, we were lucky enough to have uh, secured tickets for a concert at the Montreux Jazz Festival. So we saw Van Morrison in, in concert, which was great. And it was really good to, to be able then to afterwards mingle around and, and just the atmosphere was incredible. Obviously, the jazz festival and all big events like that have been affected over the last couple of years. So everyone was just out and about and, and having a, a fantastic time. We also spent some time um, wandering through the village of St. Saffron, uh, another of um, the most beautiful villages in Switzerland. And it, it was not far from Chebre, so we we walked down to there and had a wander around and then took the train uh, to Veve, where we wandered along the promenade and yeah, enjoyed the lake views. That was that was great. The Charlie Chaplin Museum in Veve actually, um, yeah, was, was a really pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm not particularly a, a huge Charlie Chaplin fan, I guess, but I mean, I appreciate the um, the impact he had on on the movie industry all those years ago. But the museum is so well done; it's yeah, you could you could spend hours there. It was very very good, so I highly recommend that. Chebre was also our starting trip for a day trip to Gruyere and Maison Caire, the the chocolate factory, and this was a fantastic day out but it was a very big day. So when, when you do, um, or when you're in Montreux, for example, you can do a, an organised day trip, to which takes you to both Gruyere and Maison Caillère. And that probably is, is the better way to do it. We did, uh, we did it all independently. So for part of the trip, we were on the Golden Pass train, which is one of the beautiful panoramic trains. And... That took us to a place called Mont Beauvon, and from there we changed to just a, a regular regional train to Gruyere. When we got off the train, opposite the station is the Gruyere Cheese Factory, so you can go in there, you can do a tour and see how che the cheese is made and and um, buy buy some of the cheese. From there to get up into the Gruyere, uh, into the old town itself, it's you've got to walk up a, a pretty decent hill you'd probably need to allow at least 10 to 15 minutes to walk up the hill. Gruyere itself is is wonderful. It's yeah, it's a 
really picturesque town. We had a lovely lunch there in one of the sitting outside one of the restaurants. Got the castle view in the background. There's some beautiful little shops and boutiques and it's great. But then if you want to go to Maison Cayère, the chocolate factory, it's actually in another town. And there's real there's no sort of direct transport from Gruyere to the chocolate factory. So what we had to do, we went to the tourist office, got all the instructions. Um, we had to walk down from Gruyere, uh, probably about 30 minutes to the next little town uh, and wait there for the bus, which uh, from memory, I think it only went hourly. So then we had to get the bus from there to Brook to where Maison Cayère is and it didn't actually go right to the, um, the stop outside the chocolate factory itself. Um, it was a little way uh, so we had to walk from there to the chocolate factory. But once we were at the chocolate factory it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, free entry with the Swiss travel pass and yes yeah, really really good exhibition that you wander through with with an audio guide and, and it explains the chocolate making process and, and that was great. Then we had to get from there back to Gruyere. So this time we, we did a bus and a train ride, got back to Gruyere and then took the oh, so the normal train back to Montbovon and the Golden Pass train back to Montreux. And this time we were in a Belle Epoque carriage, one of the old style carriages, which was lovely. So it's definitely doable um, as an independent traveller and keeping in mind all that travel was free for the whole the whole day with our Swiss travel pass. So it's definitely doable, but it is a lot of changing and it's yeah, it's possible if I was doing it again, um, or I was a first time traveller and I was not too confident about all the changes, I would definitely book uh one of the organized tours. From there we moved um a bit further west um to Everdon Labain. Uh, this is a, a town that is, has been known for centuries for its its thermal baths, and again we used it as a base uh, for visiting other towns in the area. One of those was Morton, which is a, a medieval town um, on the lake of the same name, Lake Morton, and yeah, beautiful town. I've been seeing photos of it for years and years, and always thought how how nice it looked and it's a lovely town beautiful um cobbled old town um with covered arcades full of boutiques and restaurants very nice a castle there of course and and the lake as i mentioned so lake morton or mortonsey is one of three lakes in this area and we were able to uh, do cruises on all of them, which was fantastic. So from Morton, we cruised back to Neuchâtel. And to do that, you first cruise across um, Lake Morton. Then you go through a canal, which connects you to Lake Neuchâtel. So that was a really interesting cruise and a good way to get from one place to the other. The next day, we went to La Neuveville which I'd only recently heard of. Um, it's another village. It's classified as one of the most beautiful in Switzerland. And it, it really was um, impressive. It's uh, quite a small town and, and the buildings in the main street are just beautiful. They're all bright colours. 
And we, when we were there, we were the only two people that, that were wandering around the street, so we, we had it pretty much all to ourselves. Uh, Lake uh, La Noiveville is uh, located on Lake Beale. So whilst we were there, we, we hopped on board a boat and cruised up to the uh, a town a bit further along called Tuan, had a beautiful lunch there overlooking the lake, and then hopped on the next boat and, and cruised back. Uh, before taking the train back to our base at everton Labane, And again, all those cruises were covered by the Swiss Travel Pass. Next, we moved back in towards central Switzerland and we headed to the town of Spitz for two nights. If you're a regular podcast listener, you might remember an earlier episode where I chatted to Cashew from the Belvedere Strand Hotel. And we were fortunate to stay here for, for two nights, and it was just amazing. So Spitz, um, if you're not familiar with it, is located on Lake Thun. So it's only about 20 minutes by train from Interlaken. Uh, it's just a beautiful town with a, with a castle overlooking a really pretty harbour. And it was just a, a great place to, um, to just relax and unwind. The hotel itself has um, a a spa, an infinity pool, its own private lakeside Lido area. So we just spent most of our time there just swimming and relaxing and and just enjoying the beautiful scenery. The day we left there, or actually, sorry, the day before we left, so the, our middle day in Spitz, that was the last day that we had the Swiss travel pass, that we'd had it for 15 days and it, it ran out that day. So the next day, uh, the day we left Spitz, we started using the regional pass Berner Oberland. We had that for eight days. So on this uh, day, when we're moving on from Spitz, we did a day trip up to Niesen on the on the funicular, and that's that's a um, really good day trip if you're looking for something a little bit different. Um, if you don't want to do the regular Jungfrau or Schilton, um, Niesen is a is a great great um, alternative. After we'd come back down from Niesen, uh, we headed to Lauterbrunnen, and many of you will know that Lauterbrunnen is probably my favourite place in all of Switzerland. I first visited here thirty odd years ago, and yeah, fell in love at first sight, and it's. That love hasn't waned. <laughs> I still love it as much today as I did back then. So we were in Lauterbrunnen for seven nights and this time we had planned to do different things than, than we'd done in the past. Uh, we, we did excursions every day, but we visited lots of new places in the region. So some of those were uh, Manliken, Are Gorge, Beatenberg, uh, we rode the Iger Express cable car, which um, only opened in December 2020, so it was new from, from the last time I'd visited. And we also went to the Traufer factory. And if you're not sure what that is, if you've been in Switzerland, you might have noticed some wooden cows that are sold in most souvenir shops, and they're just gorgeous. So Recently, uh, the actual factory opened. You can now go and visit and buy these um, Traufa cows, wooden cows, and uh, and see how they're made. And it's a great, really great um, setup. 
perfect for children too because there's actually some hands-on where they can actually paint the little wooden cows and, and make their own. During our stay in um, in Lauterbrunnen, we had been invited to stay for a night at Hotel Gloria, Beatenberg. Now, I had um, Jackie and, and Bernie, the owners of the hotel, on um, episode 26 of the podcast. And we'd sort of kept in touch after that, and it just sounded such a great place to stay. So when um, they kindly invited um, my husband and I to, to spend a night um, at the hotel, we, we jumped at the chance. I'd seen plenty of photos um, on Instagram of just the beautiful views, and not only that, the delicious meals. Uh, Bernie is a five-star Swiss chef. And, um, yeah, we were so excited to go and actually stay the night and it, and it was wonderful. Such a beautiful location. You're only sort of 20, 25 minutes from Interlaken, but you're right up on a hill overlooking Lake Toon. So you're away from all the crowds, but you're still close enough to, to get everywhere you want to in the Jungfrau region for a day trip. So it was a, a wonderful location. And, um, that was that was one of yeah one of the the highlights of our trip for sure. After our week long stay in the Jungfrau region, we moved on to Zurich for the final couple of nights of our trip, and uh, we enjoyed lake cruises. Uh, we did a fantastic um, tour with Best of Switzerland tours, which uh, included the city sites, a cruise on Lake Zurich, and the Lindt home of chocolate. Our last full day in Switzerland was the 1st of August, which was the national Swiss National Day. So um, that evening we, we took a lake cruise and uh, there was lots and lots of fireworks at different communities around the lake. So that was a, a great way to finish off our, um, our five weeks in Switzerland. Now, I will include a link in the show notes uh, to our full itinerary. So if you want any more information about those places that I've mentioned, the hotels that we stayed at, etc., you'll find all that uh, in the link in the show notes. Now, what were the highlights of the trip? Well, I'll start by saying that I'm not really a fan of cable cars because I've got a fear of heights. But on this trip, I just decided to grip my teeth and get on with it or I was going to miss out big time. And surprisingly, or or maybe not so surprisingly, some of these cable car rides are right up there at the top of my highlights list. I still don't love them, but the places they can take you are truly incredible and well worth the 10 or 20 minutes of unease that I felt. So in no particular order, some of the highlights of our trip were the people we met and these were not just the fantastic uh, previous podcast guests that that we that we met up with, but also the locals and and the people in in different hotels and tourist establishments. We found them to, to be to be fantastic. They were obviously very keen to have tourists back again, and uh, yeah, we felt um, yeah genuinely genuinely appreciated for being there. We had some amazing meals when we were in Switzerland. I mentioned uh, Bernie's meals at um, Hotel Gloria, but there were so many others as well. The food at Hotel Belvedere Strand Hotel was great. We had some beautiful meals at Gusthofs when we were out um, hiking for the day. Um, so many great meals. We had the typical um, sliced veal in creamy mushroom sauce in Zurich. 
Um, yeah, so many great meals. Um, and it's not um, all the heavy sort of typically Swiss food that, that you might expect. Um, the cuisine, you know, it's international. So don't think that um, you won't be able to get an Indian meal or a Chinese meal or an Italian meal. It's all there. We were fortunate when we were in the Appenzeller land to visit the Yodel Fest. Um, this is a, a traditional festival where um, there are yodelers, of course, the Alphorn players, flag throwing. So it was just fantastic. Um, as I said, we we were just fortunate that we were there at the at the right weekend, and we went along to the festival on the Saturday. And it, the streets were just packed with everyone in their traditional costumes. There was Alphorn players over here. There was a little group of yodelers here, someone th throwing flags, and, and it, it was fantastic. So sometimes those little festivals that you stumble across can be yeah, one, one of the, the best things about your trip. We did uh, quite a few hikes when we were there um, and two in particular that I really loved were the hike to Sealp Sea, which is in Appenzeller land, and it's not easy to get there. You have to um, either walk up from the town at, in the valley, which is called Wasserrauen, or you can take a cable car up to Ebenelp and then hike down to the lake and then hike further back down to the back down to the town so it's a it's a it's a big commitment I'd say um, but it was just fantastic and the lake is just crystal clear uh, pristine and we we spent a few hours just sitting by the lakeside just admiring the view it, it was so great one little place we went to uh, that I'd heard about and want and been wanting to visit for a while was is called Quinton. And this is on Lake Valensee, which is in the east of Switzerland. You can only reach the village either on foot or by boat. So we took the boat from Valenstadt, uh, which took about 45 minutes from memory, and arrived at Quinton, which is this tiny little village tucked in between a very steep mountainside and the lake. And there's a couple of uh, restaurants there, a couple of little, I don't know what you would call them, um, houses that sell um, their own produce, and that's about it. So it was just lovely. We we had a beautiful lunch there. We walked along to the next little settlement, which is called O. Uh, that took about 25 minutes, just appreciating the, the lake views all the way. And then we walked back and and on the on the boat back to to Wallenstad. all of the cruises that we did actually were, were amazing uh, we did so many um those couple when we're at Lake Lugano three when we're in the in western Switzerland we did a cruise on Lake Geneva we did a cruise on Lake Brienz we did a cruise on Lake Zurich and every lake is different but they're all so beautiful um, and it's just such a relaxing way to to see the scenery and, and to see the towns and the cities from from another perspective. Monte Bray was was great. I mentioned earlier that um, the views uh, Lake Lugano is is quite fjord like, so the views from there were were really spectacular, and it was a perfect day weather wise. So 
So that was wonderful. Um, I mentioned already again about meeting the sheep. Um, we we did a um, a lot of excursions in the Jungfrau region, and the Schiltorn uh, excursion that we did w- was fantastic. Again, the weather was just perfect. Uh, we went up the sky. There's you know, hardly a cloud in the sky. You could just see for miles. So the views were fantastic. Uh, we had a lovely lunch at the Piz Gloria Revolving Restaurant. And then on the way back down, we hiked from Murren to Gimmelwald and then caught the cable car back down to the, the lower station again. Uh, one thing, a new thing that we did this time was to visit Munlikin. And this is a, a mountain trip that I'd, I'd never done before. I'd seen the cable car both from the Wengen side and from Grindelwald side many, many times and always thought, no way will you get me on that. It looks too steep and too scary. But I'd read and heard so much about Manlikin that I thought, no, I've just got to do it. So one day we set off, took the train from Lauterbrunnen to Wengen, the cable car up to Manlikin, and yes, it is very steep, but I just didn't look. And after spending some time at Manlikin, we then took the cable car down the other side to Grindelwald. We had a look around there and then we hopped onto the new Eiger Express to take us, uh, that's a big cable car, took us up to the Eiger Glacier and then we hiked back down to Kleiner Scheidegg before catching the train all the way back. And again, the day was just amazing. Uh, the sky's so blue. It was the perfect day and, oh, that was probably one of the, the absolute best days of, of, the, of the holiday, I think, just because of the scenery, the amazing uh, engineering of all the cable cars, uh, the hike, the weather. It was just fantastic. Uh, in fact, we, we enjoyed the, the, um, the trip between Wengen, Manlikin and Grindelwald so much that we actually did that again a couple of days later. Uh, that was so good. Niederhorn was another mountain that we went to. So it's, um, again, it's it's easy to do from Interlaken, but we did this while we were staying at Beatenberg at Hotel Gloria. And Niederhorn, again, you go up on a cable car. The views are, are fantastic. But it, this is a lot less commercial than some of the other mountains. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's a beautiful change. It's It's lovely. There's Nothing missing, absolutely. There's a nice restaurant. There's plenty of hiking trails, um, but it's certainly less commercial than the others. So if you want to get away from, you know, mainstream tourism, this is a great option as well. RA Gorge was another great day out that we loved. Uh, We did that from Lauterbrunnen, took the train to Meiringen and did um, Reichenbach Falls and RA Gorge And it's just amazing. You walk through this gorge for about 1,400 metres. You can just see how the the river has carved out through the mountains over over millions of years. And it's really well done. There's uh, footpaths and and boardwalks all along so that you can can walk easily along and and see the, the power of nature. And, of course, Lind Home of Chocolate. That has to be a favourite. Now, I thought I'd just share my thoughts on the Swiss Travel Pass because we've had uh, we've had Andy from Swiss Travel System on the podcast numerous times and we all know the benefits of, um, of the Swiss Travel Pass, 
But I just wanted to give you my thoughts having used it for 15 consecutive days. And the first thing I just want to say, if you're not actually familiar with it, the Swiss Travel Pass is a hop-on, hop-off ticket for all public transport in Switzerland. So that's uh, trains, buses, boats, trams. As well as that, you get uh, discounts, up to 50% discount on most mountain excursions in Switzerland. And you get entry to 500 plus museums for free. So it's really just the all-in-one ticket for public transport in Switzerland. The great thing was that we could get anywhere we wanted. We were never we never felt sort of stranded because we didn't have a car. Um, there was always a bus or a train or a boat to get us, you know, wherever we wanted to go. And as my husband kept saying, oh, this pass is gold, you know, we would just rock up to the station or where the bus stopped, get on, show our pass, no need to fumble around looking for change to buy a bus ticket or whatever. Uh, and we could just be so spontaneous. Uh, when we we're in Vevey, for instance, we were we wandered along the promenade. We'd, you know, it was getting close to dinner time, and we thought, oh, you know, what will we do for dinner? Well, we saw the boat coming in, into port. Let's hop on the boat. We said so. On we jumped. We we sailed up to La Sanne, uh, where we had dinner, and we could just be spontaneous because we didn't have to worry about. Or is this covered or is this not covered and how much is it going to cost? On we hopped and, and we could just do that. And and we did that a few times. Um, you know, we just decided at the spur of the moment, let's go here or let's go there because we had the pass and it, it covered everything. We had a first class uh, Swiss travel pass and often we were the only passengers in the carriage. Uh, occasionally there would be two or three others um, but rarely was the carriage, very, very rarely was the carriage more than half full. And as I said, very, very often we were the only two in first class. Now, this may not be normal. Um, I think there's still the tourist numbers still aren't back to what they were pre-COVID in, in most cases. So uh, if you travel, for instance, in July or August 2023, that may not be the case, but that was certainly the case in 2022. Uh, there were four late cruises, as I mentioned, that were included, or we did four late cruises rather, whilst we had the Swiss Travel Pass. And with those, we just had to hop on board, show our pass either when we got on or when the ticket inspector came around, and no money changed hands. The Glacier Express and the Golden Pass train were both, um, we both travelled on both of those while we had the pass and again, no need for any money to exchange hands. The Glacier Express does require seat reservations but that applies whether you buy a regular ticket or have a pass so that's that's standard across the board but the actual train journey itself was was covered. So we were gifted uh, a 15-day first-class pass, which normally costs 675 Swiss franc. I've calculated that we got at least 1,069 Swiss franc value from our pass. So at least 400 Swiss franc in front we were had we have actually paid for the pass itself. So it's fantastic value. Um, and we, you know, we had some days where we didn't travel great distances 
or we didn't probably use the pass as much as we could have. So the potential for even greater savings is is definitely there. Now, as I mentioned, uh, we had uh, after we'd finished with this Swiss travel pass, we had a regional regional pass Banner Oberland for eight days. Now I chose it because we I wanted to explore more of the Bernese Oberland, not just the immediate Jungfrau region. And so this was the best option for us. And again, it's a hop on hop off ticket for public transport in the Bernese Oberland. The pass covers a huge number of mountain excursions uh, and the ones that we did with the pass were Niesen, Niederhorn, Wengen to Manliken twice, Manliken to Grindelwald twice, the Eiger Express from Grindelwald to Eiger Glacier, Grindelwald back to Manliken another day, Almondhubel, which is at the Schulthorn, and there's also a discounted fare for the cable car from Murren to Schulthorn for pass holders. Uh, this pass also covered our cruise on Lake Briens and our train from Interlaken to Lucerne on the day we left the region, uh, travelling on the Lucerne Interlaken Express. So as, lo- as well as that, there was all the regional trains. We went into Interlaken numerous times from uh, Lauterbrunnen. We went up to Beatenberg, which was covered we used the bus in Lauterbrunnen numerous times, so it's it's fantastic value. We went to Meiringen of uh, uh, too, uh, so that that was covered as well. We were gifted a first class eight day pass, which normally sells for three hundred and seventy Swiss franc, and we had got at least six hundred and thirty Swiss franc value from that pass. So again, fantastic value. Um, and definitely worth worth your while if you're going to be spending time in the in the greater Bernese Oberland region. Okay, um, some things to know or great tips, uh, things that really helped me on on this trip. The must-have apps. Two apps that I recommend that you put onto your phone before you leave home. The SBB mobile app, which is for the Swiss Railways and Swiss Meteo for the weather. The Swiss uh, the Swiss Railways app, the SBB mobile app, we just use that constantly for time t- uh, for timetables. So if we were planning to go um, from wherever, <laughs> let's say from Spies to Interlaken, I would just bring that up on the on the app so, and find out all the different train times. It tells you what platform they leave from. Um, if you're going, if you need to change trains, it'll it'll tell you what what platform you, you're getting off at and what platform you're getting onto. Absolutely fantastic. The app I just use, as I said, I use that constantly for timetables, and it was fantastic. You can look for trains, buses, boats, trams, everything. It's it's great. The Swiss Media app also was a must-have for the weather forecast. Now, my husband and I did a bit of a, a test, I guess. Um, so he just looked at the weather forecast on the app that came on his iPhone and I would look at the Swiss Meteo app and they could be vastly different for the same place, the same day. But the Swiss Meteo app was 
always the one that was most accurate. So what I'm going to say is if you're looking at the weather forecast on your phone, just on the app that comes with your phone, and it says it's going to rain for a week, please don't despair. (laughs) Download the Swiss Meteo app and it it changes very regularly. And it also has, um, if you open the particular day that you're looking for, it'll tell you the time that the that any rain or bad weather is forecast. Um, so it when you look at the overview on on the Swiss Media app, it might say rain. But if you click on on the day that you're inquiring about, it'll tell you when that rain is expected and how much. It it might be at two a.m. in the morning, and it might be one mil, but it still will say rain on the on the overview. Uh, but the Swiss Meteo app is definitely more accurate than the one that certainly uh, that comes up on your phone. Another tip there is to check webcams before you're setting off um, on an excursion. So if you're heading up to the Shilton for the day, you can go onto the Shilton website and it'll have a webcam which shows you live pictures from from the mountaintop. So it might be cloudy or raining down in in the valley or wherever you're staying, but it might be fine at the top and vice versa. We paid almost everything with a preloaded debit card and I use Wise, uh, which allows you to to add funds to your account and convert them to Swiss francs and the exchange rates are very good. So every time we went to pay for something, I would just um, tap my WISE card and the money, the payment would be made in Swiss francs. There's no transaction fees um, from WISE and only once uh, were we charged a a fee from a local bank, which I think was about 2 francs 75. But in five weeks with all the transactions we did that was that was fantastic and that was only that only occurred when I withdrew some cash um, at one bank which I probably did about five or six times throughout the trip Um, I just we didn't really need cash very often but I just like to have have some with me as a backup we rented um, a Wi-Fi device from Traveller's Wi-Fi, which was absolutely fantastic. In the past on trips, we've just generally relied on Wi-Fi at hotels or restaurants or so on. But this this time, I really wanted to have access to Wi-Fi as we were travelling during the day so that I could look up timetables, weather, directions, all that sort of thing. Uh, web to, uh, webcams and opening times and having this device from Traveller's Wi-Fi was great. Every night we would just ch- would charge it overnight and then it would last sort of eight to ten hours during the day um, depending how much we used it of course and there's numerous places where you can collect those so you actually rent the device um, and then you can so you can pre-book it and pick it up at the airport when you arrive. I think you can actually even have it sent to a hotel in some cases. Um, and then it comes with all the instructions and a prepaid um, bag so that on the day that you've, you're leaving the country, assuming you've rented it for the whole duration, you just pop the whole package back into this prepaid bag and put it back in a, in a post box and all done.
definitely worthwhile that um, it paid for itself over and over again. It was really hot in Switzerland when we were there in July. When we, the day we arrived in Lauterbrunnen, it was 31. And I've been to Lauterbrunnen many, many times and never known it to be that hot. So air conditioning is, um, is very, very useful if you're traveling during summer. And it's not common. So if this is a concern of yours, check that your hotel has air conditioning when you're booking it. As I said, it can get very, very hot. And if you're on the third or fourth level of a, of a hotel or an apartment building, we all know heat rises and it can be quite uncomfortable up there. So if that um, yeah, is something that concerns you, make sure you look out for air conditioning. Another commonly asked question that I get is uh, about public toilets and do you have to pay to use them? Well, the only times that we needed to pay for for public toilets was at a couple of the major train stations. And it usually only cost, yeah, one Swiss franc. Places like tourist attractions and uh, mountain tops when you go there, the, the, the toilets are always free. If you're in a in a town and there's a, a co-op or a migro supermarket, if they have a, a restaurant, which often they do, there'll be free toilets there. Tourist offices can usually direct you in, in, into the, the best, you know, the, the nearest public toilet that's free. But as I said, we only paid um, at a couple of the major stations. We used the luggage lockers at, at stations quite a number of times and found them to be great. All the ones that we came across were all cash only or coin only, mostly charging five Swiss franc for a small locker, which would fit a quite, quite a small suitcase in it. And then larger lockers were, were seven franc at, um, at most places. And they, the couple of times we rented one for seven franc, we could fit in both our suitcases and both carry-on bags, you know, like back, little backpacks. So that, that was great. We used the supermarkets as often as we can. We visited, visited the supermarkets as often as we could for pre-packaged meals. Often if we'd been out, um, out and about for the day, we might have had lunch at a, you know, at a mountain restaurant. And so we didn't really feel like eating too much for dinner. So we'd go and buy um, a salad each, uh, some bread or some yogurt or something small, and we'd just have that in, in the room, in our hotel room or our apartment. And this is also a great uh, way to save money. If, you're, if you don't want to eat at mountain restaurants when you're going on an excursion, go and buy some things from the supermarket and, and take them with you. They usually have a, a fantastic selection of salads, of, of pre-made uh, sandwiches, um, all sorts of things, sushi, anything that takes your fancy. So that's my trip in a nutshell. I hope you found the info I've shared helpful with your trip planning. Maybe you've just added a new destination or two to your Swiss itinerary. Like I said before, I'll include a link in the show notes to the detailed version of my itinerary, and there'll also be links to articles on many of the destinations I visited as well as the rail passes, hotels and products that I've mentioned in this episode. For additional help with planning your own itinerary, my Switzerland itinerary planner could be just what you're looking for. It covers 20 suggested Switzerland itineraries for durations ranging from three days to two months. Practical tips for getting around Switzerland, 
and travel times between destinations by both car and train. You'll find a link to the itinerary planner in the show notes too. And you can find those show notes at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash episode 53. Thanks for joining me today. I look forward to chatting to you again on the next episode of the Holidays to Switzerland travel podcast. Cheers. If you'd like more great resources to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland, there are lots of ways to connect with us. Visit our website, holidaystoswitzerland.com, sign up for our monthly newsletter, or join our friendly, helpful community of past and future travellers in our Switzerland travel planning group. You'll also find the links to connect with us in the show notes for this episode. Show notes and a list of all previous episodes are available at holidaystoswitzerland.com slash podcast. Don't miss out on your fortnightly dose of Swiss travel inspo. Hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating. That's all for this edition of the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Thanks for joining us and happy travel planning.